run through a couple of like the biggest conspiracy theories and see where you guys land on them. Ooh. Okay. I like this. So Elvis is not dead. He's alive, living in Maui. That dude's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Died on the toilet, huh? I don't know if he died on the toilet or not, but you could convince me that he was, he's dead. <laughs> like, I think people sure. just love Elvis so much that they want to believe that he's still alive. Yeah, I don't understand. They think the same thing about Tupac, and I, I'm pretty sure he's gone too. Yeah. There's a there's a bigger chance of Tupac being alive than Elvis being than Elvis still being alive though. The moon landing was faked. I don't. Oh. I mean, there are some suspicious things about it. Uh, I mean, I think I think it was probably real, but I I, I don't. I, the whole like oh they did this to bankrupt the Soviet Union. Come on, like I don't think that that I don't think that was what happened. But like I don't know. Elon believes in it. And I'm kind of inclined to believe that he knows what actually happened. So he's got I like, kinda believe it. I've, yeah, I've taken knowledge. the deep dives and I don't, I don't buy it from a, you know, look at this footage and the flag wasn't waving or whatever type mm-hmm. standpoint. But can we all agree that it's really, really weird that we haven't gone back in like 50 years? It like is, that's kind of weird. Everyone talks about that though. He that talked no about that. country. I mean, if, if, if America could do it in 1960, we went to the moon in 1960. Maybe the moon is lame. Like, well, hold on. why if, would you want to If we go? went to the moon in 1969 with our technology, you're telling me that like India or, you know, just some other country that's not a big country that they wouldn't have by now, like built something and went to the moon. It's really I weird. Gotta, I mean, you got to think about like. We have so much more money than every other country. <laughs> like, so I think, I think there's that. And then in, I, this is insider, not insider knowledge, but like from my dad working at NASA my entire life, they get almost nothing done. It's gotten, it's gotten a lot better in recent years, but there is so much bureaucracy that it takes forever for anything to happen at any scale. So like, I can believe that it's taken that, you know, that program wrapped up, they started doing this, the space shuttle stuff that wrapped up and now they've been in the international space station mode for a while, but it just, they can't do anything quickly. That's why SpaceX has grown so quickly because they actually can, they don't have, they're not government employees and all that kind of stuff. So I, I think that, it, I think it is strange that nobody else has done it, but I think it's just wildly expensive and probably just not really worth it. Cause why, why do it when the U S could just do it and like, you know what I mean? Like what's the point of them doing it? Yeah, but I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I do think it. I do think it was real, but even like Blue Origin and these com- these tourist companies that are taking people to space, they don't even have. You'd think like the th- the next thing would be we'll take billionaires to the moon for a day. They're not even. No one even wants to go to the moon anymore. That's weird. I think it's just it's our moon. Expensive. It's but our there's moon. nothing up there. It's, there's <sighs> nothing up there. It's just a just a dirty rock. You know? <laughs> like, it I is the space. I'm, I'm plenty of people want to go. I don't know. So I I don't buy that one. But big caveat. It is. That, it is. That, yeah. It's surprising. Ariel, it's surprising. what do you think? I don't think about it. It's not. I like, <laughs> I, I believe well, that it happened. Ariel's one think of the sheeple. Like, I am I a sheeple care. here. Yeah. I think. Elon talked about it though. He had actually an interesting comment about it. He was like, people just think that technology progresses on its own and like things just get better. And he was like, if you look at what happened with space exploration, like if you don't 
actively invest in it and try to push it forward, it doesn't. Like that, you have to really push these initiatives forward. So I can see, yeah, I think it just became less important. I mean, like Obama during Obama's administration, like they were cutting the NASA budget like crazy. Like they couldn't. It was a lot of people didn't like Obama around here, <laughs> to be honest with you, Shocking. during that time. <laughs> well, he, I mean, a lot of people lost their jobs. Yeah, yeah. So you know, JFK was killed by the CIA. Man, see, I believe this one. I truly. actually really. I don't know oh, if absolutely. I believe it necessarily because I haven't gone all the way down the rabbit hole, but I also wouldn't be surprised. I, this is a rabbit hole with gold <sighs> down the rabbit hole. Where? So uh, okay, uh, where do you find these rabbit holes? Like where? If I if I like wanted to learn more, yeah, <laughs> it goes like welcome to my world. Netflix. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's on Netflix, something like that. I just like I would be interested in I like I don't you know, JFK, it's another one. I, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it, but um where do you find this? Because I'm I'm you know, I'd be interested in some conspiracy theory rabbit holes. Oh yeah. I think on this one there's I mean, I don't I'd have to source some good places for you, but if you go and listen to RFK Jr., just because he's running for president right now, there's more stuff floating around. I've recently mm-hmm. re-listened to some some of his theories and, and things that the evidence he showed. And this is a rabbit trail. I've, I've been down many times over the past, you know, <laughs> two decades. Um, Since you were 10. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Honestly, probably. Um, probably. There's so probably many other things to do 12 or 10. 13. That's right. You There's wanted to be a spy. Less. So this makes sense. Actually. Mm. You're like, I That's have so to, yep. to be. Uh-huh. I, I was playing with this, Barbies at CIA. 10. Probably you were yeah. digging into the, you know, assassination of JFK. <laughs> killed JFK. Yeah. yeah. But he, uh, uh, some of his stuff recently kind of compiles some of that evidence and then you can kind of go from there. But I, I mean, I really truly do think, um, it is very suspect when you, when you look at the evidence. So yeah, this one's one I believe. Okay. Can you give me a quick, just like the, give me a paragraph yeah, or I, I of why yeah. you believe it's true. Like what I mean, is, you've been, you've been researching this for JFK, 28 years, so you should. Yeah, I know, but no. I'm also tired. JFK was <clears throat> very wary and was, you know, actively uh, dismantling a lot of the three letter organizations in the, in the intelligence community. Um, he was going around the CIA to talk to uh, the Soviets, uh, so that he had a he had a great interest in keeping peace. The leader of the 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 Soviet leader did as well, and so he you know literally would have a Russian spy or a Soviet spy mule letters correspondence back and forth between them, so that his handlers couldn't find them, and he intended to replace the CIA with the what is it the DI anyway. So he really was dismantling a lot and ruffling a lot of feathers and, and had a, um, a different goal for, you know, or, or desire to not enter war. Whereas the deep state, you know, that operated didn't. And I don't know, it is a rabbit trail and you can kind of tell there were things that were about, he was about to do that would have, you know, put a lot of that into, into motion and, well, yeah. if you find some uh, some research materials, send it to me. Cause yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd look into it. I mm-hmm. generally don't trust those yeah, organizations, good. I don't think. Good. I don't think that they Bobby are. and I might well, have I mean, a fresh take. We might be able to uncover something, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Bust the case. Maybe we'll have then. a spinoff podcast and we'll finally... <laughs> 
put this to rest for one yeah. week for all. <laughs> all right. Um, birds aren't real. Oh, I mean, that's, that's so dumb. That one's dumb. I mean, it's funny. That one's really that funny. That was a fun little thing funny. to watch unfold for a while. Um, I just like looking at birds and realizing that they're dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You look at those things, how they move. You look at the feet. You're like, oh, man, these things are dinosaurs. They you know what? I, kept- I was looking at a bird the other – oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh. Oh, I was going to say when we kept chickens, like, you know, sitting in the backyard and the chicken would be like running across the lawn at you as you're like got food out. And it just, you can see it. You can see the tiny velociraptor there. That's what and they're I'm saying. so Those dumb talons. though, too. Oh, it's. Well, the dinosaurs didn't make it really. I mean, I the birds did. And that might, right. the birds might have been the smartest of them. <laughs> like, true. that could be, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that I have a one year old we look at birds i look at birds a lot more than i used to uh Mm -hmm. i was watching a bird the other day and i mean it's amazing that birds can fly but a bird the force at which they push themselves off from the ground and that first flap like the first flap gets them into the air that's a lot of force and I was watching – actually, you know what? We were in – It was, it was a, this wasn't with my kid. I was watching a pigeon in New York. Um, but that is a lot of – that is, like, impressive. Yeah. It's but one thing to, though, like, right? be able to fly I mean, and, like, keep flying. But to get in the air with one flap of the wings, that yeah. that's some strength. But it's like they're – I mean, their bones are hollow, are they not? Mm-hmm. Aren't they, don't they have very, very light bone structures? Yeah. So maybe it's not we really have, that much force. We have lots of conversations around our amazing. house, especially our youngest will like, it's like, what kind of superpower would you like or special power? And it often comes up like, would you like to be able to fly? And so then it becomes like an hour long argument of, would you have yeah. the bones of a bird and like wow. able to fly? Or would you just have to be like that strong to, to use your flying abilities? You know? So wait till you get to that stage. That's parenthood. Tough. That's tough. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a tough question. <laughs> Right. (laughs) That's that's a hard question. I really hope that we have the staircase in here as one of them. That documentary. The Owl Theory. Well, let's just, I mean, I I think we all think the Owl Theory is very compelling. Does everybody here, Ariel, are you familiar with the Owl Theory? Yeah, the Owl Theory is what, that an owl attacked her, right? And she Mm -hmm. fell down the stairs. It's the only thing that makes sense to me. To me, it's the only thing that makes sense. Because I've like watched both documentaries about it and I like can't even remember that much. Well, it was the, it, the, it was otherwise the, the guy, the, the marks husband. in her head. Well, it was either, the, well, it was either the guy, it was either she fell down or it was the owl. And I think uh-huh. that the, the, <laughs> the way that they had him having the fire poker and whipping her head, like as a way to kill uh-huh. her, just seems like a very stupid way to try to kill somebody. Like, I think that there, if you're in a rage, grabbing a fire poker and lightly whipping the back of somebody's head to not create any fractures, but also split their skin open just seems like a very dumb way to do it. And the way that they had her falling doesn't make any sense either. So I think the owl got her. So where did the owl come into the house? Like where it was outside. She was outside messing with, um, they said in that theory that she left the pool area and then she went outside to mess with some like Christmas decorations that they had out there. And then the owl came down and grabbed her head and then she ran inside. And that would explain why there's blood going into uh, the house from the front sunk, door. Like sunk yeah. its talons or whatever into her yeah. skull. And and then she couldn't see 
because uh, you know clearly tons of blood mm-hmm. comes out. She couldn't see. She tried to get up the stairs and she did fall, but and and bled out. And it would it would have been. I mean, that to me yeah. makes the most sense. But it they seems just, so they unbelievable trial, though. Because yeah, that's why they didn't bring the, the trial. The only thing I don't so remember. Stupid. The only thing. So I. It's been a very long time since I listened to that podcast or. I think my wife listened to like three of the podcasts and watched both of the shows. So she yeah, knows more. I did too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I watched all of it. Was there anything about there were no feathers? And then where did the owl go? It flew back up there the were, stairs? Yeah, there, there were, were like no, some so fibers or something from there the. There were feather, feathers right? in her hair. She had mm-hmm. some like micro feathers in her hair. But they are, I think, if I remember correctly, what they were saying is that it attacked her and then she got it off of her. But uh. by the time it was. The, like the damage was already done, and then she mm. walked into the house because there is like mm. blood. Yeah, okay. There's a bloody handprint right. on the door as she as she went into the house, and they never explained that in the document. Here's like what's why. scary as all get out to me is, is if that is true, and I do think it's very compelling. Uh, the husband got home, found his wife, you know, dead, bloodied on the fl- floor. Didn't he? Didn't know what happened. Trauma, etc. Mm-hmm. He's now charged with it, and it's like. Of course you did it. There's no other explanation. And the the fear yeah. of being in that position of not having I mean, what's he is he gonna guess there's an owl? Of not being able yeah. to provide an alternative and just sitting there just stuck. hoping that yeah. is very frightening. Well and and he, he was like kind of a weird assassinated too. Yeah. Well he, and he seemed yeah. like a strange guy. Like it's like all this guy. stuff about him that maybe makes him you know, makes a compelling argument for why he would have killed his wife. Well, it does. Defense, it matters, I but think. it doesn't matter because it's cheating on his wife. <laughs> in the judicial system, system, that is why it is so important that you're truly, truly innocent until proven guilty, and it's the state's responsibility to prove beyond a shadow mm-hmm. of a doubt to twelve mm-hmm. of your peers that you did it. And in, you know, it, I, I do somehow got out at the beauty of the judicial system. Yeah. All right, next one: UFOs. Oh, are they real? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think okay. that's a question. Like, I don't even think yeah. the government's like covering that up anymore. I think that they're kind of just. Yeah, I think <laughs> like, during yeah, COVID, they just pretty much said, yeah, they are. <laughs> Can Everything we do something so to take either. the spotlight off of COVID right now? <laughs> yeah. But nobody cared. That was the thing that drove me nuts. It's like they just kind of put it out there. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, all that stuff we've been saying, like, you know, there's, there's actually real. a bunch of UFOs and everybody's like, mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody cares. It's the only thing we should be talking about. Every single day. Like, that's it. We could start another podcast about about. UFOs. (laughs) I just, I can't understand why nobody, it's just, we've all just kind of been like, yeah, there's UFOs. And that like, there's UFOs. Mm -hmm. Why are we not talking about this? I mean, there has to be though. Like there has to be like the universe is so large. We can't be the only. There's so many of these videos. Only living group of, you know what I'm saying? Like there's just so many videos of these things now. And it's like, I, you know, part of it is that there are so many people like I think what made this murky is there are so many people that faked a lot of stuff. And, but I think that now it's just, there was that one video with the, it was the pilots, I think Navy pilots that were trying to track one of these things and they just couldn't, they couldn't keep up with it. They couldn't track it and knew where they were going to be before they got there. Like it's all just crazy stuff. Was that the one that on the Joe Rogan podcast, that was the one that I listened to. I think Robert yeah, recommended he, that one. Was he good? has the UFO people on all the time. And some of them are kind of like kooky, kind of weird people that you wouldn't, you, that you can't really trust them. I don't think, but a lot of them seem to be very like well put together, smart people. 
But I think there's, I think that they're definitely, I just, actually, my question is, I have three thoughts. It's either aliens, it's our own technology that is just, hasn't been disclosed or it's us from the future. I think it could be all of them. I don't know. I, I could see it being any one of those three. Cause I would think, I mean, time travel, I don't fully understand it, but I would think we're going to figure something out at some point to be able to warp space and time to where we can do that. I don't know. It wouldn't either, any, any of those wouldn't surprise me though. I think I got, I got a couple more for you here. Uh, oh. Malaysia air 17 and 370. I don't like talking about that one. Um, what's the conspiracy theory there that it just, yeah. Refresh, refresh, mean, refresh us on that. So if I remember, there's a number of theories as to what happened. Some of them were that, well, one of them was that 370 was like disappeared to then be later flown over Ukraine and shot down as a way of framing Russia. So it's like they're tied together, which I'm not, I don't think I believe any of that. However, how weird is it that the same airline within three months of each other lost two planes? So that one, I don't know. That one's the very suspicious, the timing of it. Um, Another one is that like it was taken over somehow the autopilot was and like flown to Antarctica. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't I, know that I know a lot of more of them, more of them. But to have a that one seems like such a stretch. Large like, planes just p- disappear. I think I don't point? even know what the theory is, but what happened? I guess to it? what would be the point of trying to make such a large plane disappear with a bunch of people? Like, I guess I don't understand. Like the JFK one can make sense because it's like okay, that I can see how that could come together. But like, I think the plane just crashed. Yeah, like, I think that's probably just what happened, and they can't find it. Well, I mean, I mean the, the ocean's, ocean's big. big. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, whoa, whoa! You guys are telling me the ocean's big. <laughs> I know it's a big conspiracy. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't understand why we think we would be able to just find something. <laughs> like we, the aliens came and took it. Yeah, maybe that. Well, maybe. All right. Well, let me let me tie these together. Uh, aircraft and aliens. The Denver airport is the secret home of the Illuminati. <sighs> Man, I like the, there's the there's a lot there's of that weird horse things about that airport. with the red eyes out front. The red red eyed uh-huh. horse. I my best friend used to live in Denver. And he, he just said that I, I, if I remember correctly, I think he said that it's, there's a lot of weird things about the airport, but it's probably none of that stuff is true. Yeah. But I think it's just a weird prob- airport. I and actually, I true, hate that airport. Yeah. <laughs> have you, have you, have y'all been to that airport? That airport sucks. I have flown. No, through actually. It. I've connected there. It's the, it's not a good airport. Why does it um, matter are- if it's the headquarters of the Illuminati either? You would, and what if are the it Illuminati was, you wouldn't care. Us, you know? No, I don't I mean, even they care who those people are. Like, what are they doing? The world, man. New world order. Well, are they? We did just talk about a recent episode Jay-Z. that we do want to run the world, Bobby. We want to be in the secret society that runs the world. I do. So I just don't I think that they're doing it effectively. Where the headquarters are. Like, what are they doing for? Like, if they're running it, what are they doing? Like, they've got celebrities oh, doing dumb hand signs to each other. Oh, like I, I just don't, to me, that's the thing when I see that, where it's like these, the, these, they can find these hand signs that Jay Z is doing or whatever. So like, why would they be doing that? Why would they ever do that? It's so dumb. All right. I could actually, I could buy that. The Freemasons are doing more. Yeah. Well, I think a new world order, Freemasons, Illuminati, so, there's something, there's something to those. And then the last one's not really even a conspiracy theory. I guess it's just listed here. Epstein didn't kill himself. All right. What's the questionable decision? <laughs> 
Okay. I think that Thanks. I don't think. I mean, I, clearly he didn't. He didn't kill himself. There's no yeah, way. I can't believe, that's another one. The I can't believe cameras. that that's still the official. That that makes me believe the JFK stuff. Like the fact that people, the government actually wants us to believe that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. I think that's we're their official. Stupid. <laughs> we're stupid. I don't even know society. that we are stupid because we all know he didn't. But we go like, okay, well, you know, what are we going to do about it? Because we're just trying to live our lives. But well, it's it, because it becomes an, an effort and energy thing. It's like there's a lot like how much effort and energy would it take to like create an uprising to uncover the truth about this one thing when there's so many other stupid things that we have to also think about. It's just hard to get mad enough about that. To or, yep. you know, to me, it's just a foregone like. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't a good guy. Like you know, I'm not. Sad I think that whole dead. thing, but I think it's important that he didn't kill himself. I have heard the. The theory that he was oh, a CIA, a CIA mm. yeah, a CIA asset Maybe. that was compromising important people with now these terrible things that were happening on this island. And is that true? I don't, I don't know. know. Probably not. However, it, if the goal was to compromise a lot of very important people, he was certainly he could doing have, a good job. He could have done, was, and that's another one. There's a, there's a list. There's a list of them somewhere, and will we ever see it? Hmm. I hold on. It's crazy. I heard this the other day that. Larry Page. Hey, hey listeners, is this, Larry Page. is this what you thought this was? <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, check this out. Virgin Islands says it can't find Google co-founder Larry Page after he was linked to Epstein. They cannot locate this man, the co-founder of Google. He has disappeared. So? Well, he got, I mean, what do you mean so? <laughs> this, just, is, this is not an issue I care about. <laughs> th- these things matter. I think okay. that that actually kind of matters. Like this, there's a lot of important people wrapped up in this thing and that guy just disappeared off the face of the planet. How is that possible? He didn't it's just not- disappear. He's somewhere. They just can't find him. Hmm. And <laughs> Epstein killed himself. Virgin Islands right. unable to trace Google co-founder. You know, I care about like the cost of healthcare. That is concerning to me. Not where the founder of Google is or Jeffrey Epstein. You don't so. understand. These are the people determining the price of healthcare. <laughs> All right. Well, What's the questionable decision? Yeah. You've the got questionable to look deeper, decision. Ariel. I know. I don't want to go deep. I just want to be surface level. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> my wish. <laughs> All right. This is our head of content here. man. <laughs> <laughs> just getting by. Surface level. No, 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 no. I... Never mind. Let's just move on. <laughs> when it All comes right. to best side hustle, she goes, she will go to the end of the earth. I will. It, the fl- yeah. And fall off the edge because it's flat. <laughs> That's another one. Those people are so stupid. I, I can't. Do you ever see the video of the guy doing the experiment? I, I don't see how this would happen because the how would he have not have done this experiment beforehand? But like he was looking through the a viewfinder and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to look and you're going to see that the you know earth doesn't the have curve. a a curve and he looked into the viewfinder and had a curve and he just went <laughs> <laughs> well then you see the other ones the fake videos where they actually get up really really high like they, those videos are always like they're on an elevation and then they go and they find something really far away and they're just like see no curve All those I people need, are terrible I mean, people i know like, that there's plenty of plenty of reasons to believe the earth, is, earth isn't flat but i watched that guy go up on the red bull thing and jump off and the, you know that was the earth was curved. It's not even a. Did that change yeah, your mind? It's funny. Yeah, I was I was deep into it. Those yeah. people are right there. Red birds. Dive. The <laughs> birds aren't real. Those are the the same class of conspiracy theorists. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Let me take you to today's questionable decision. This is from okay. Dear Penny. We've done these before. Here's another one. Mm. I'm just going to read you the whole question because it's not super long. Dear Penny, we are in a position to gift to our adult children, all married and, for now, employed. While well-educated, one of them is reckless with money and debt management. We have spoken to them about financial workshops in general. Is there any way, in your opinion, to gift with the understanding that attending at least an online workshop or meeting with a planner is tied to this gift? Yes, we know it sounds controlling and and manipulative, (laughs) (laughs) and they are adults. Yet watching one of them, an in-law, pile on debt because that is the way they were brought up is difficult. So the questionable decision is, is it a questionable decision to gift somebody who is bad with money money? And then is it a questionable decision to expect them to tie on this like expectation of doing some kind of money training before you receive a gift? This to me goes back to the last thing that we, we talked about. I don't like gifts with expectations. I don't know if that was the last episode where it was like the, we're going to give you a vacation and, but you have to yeah, watch your kids. Like, I just sitting. don't like that. Mm-hmm. Either be generous or don't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the way I feel about it. Like, and you had 18 years to teach them about money and you're trying to retroactively do it by forcing them to like, why not? Why don't you just talk to them about it? If you know so much about it, you know what I mean? They, it's, they bring up this in-law thing. And I'm wondering if it's like, like my son married somebody who's bad with money and me, if like, does that matter? Like he was good with money until he married this person. Just good. Just okay. Be an adult and invite those people over to your house, make dinner for them, give them the money and say, Hey, we really want to talk to you about this. We're concerned about X, Y, Z thing. Can we just talk to you about this real quick? And if they say no, then you don't talk about it. And if they say, yeah, then you talk about it. That's it. Really? Like it's, why don't you just, be an adult. <laughs> I don't understand this. Like trying to trick people into talking to somebody. And uh, I just think it's crazy to like bring up like they're adults. It seems crazy to like even tell them at dinner, like we'd like to have a conversation about your spending and saving habits. Like, yeah, they're not, maybe that's, kids. yeah, that's, that might even be too. Strange. I just think like if you are concerned about something, talk to those people that you're concerned with face to face. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like trying to move things around and like, oh, we don't like how their wife handles money. So we're going to give them this money, but we're going to force them to go to this thing to teach her something about money. Like, stop being a puppet master. Just say what you're uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know how Michael, Michael feels about this. He probably feels the total opposite. <clears throat> <laughs> I will I will agree <laughs> that the the I, I agree with your statement that they had 18 years to teach their kid. So some of the responsibility, you know, certainly is theirs that their child, you know, has adopted bad almost uh, all thoughts on, on <laughs> like, money. There is that. However, I do think I don't necessarily agree um, that you couldn't put some stipulation or some context on the, the gift. Um, I think what matter, there's a difference between, if they're giving them $10,000 or maybe they're giving them $5 million. And I think from a standpoint of if you're actually sort of giving uh, wealth to your children and you want to see generational wealth continue and to see them be able to thrive and pass that on to their kids and build, you know, a, a life that they can actually enjoy and be safe and comfortable. 
you know, if you were to just hand someone who's reckless with money $5 million, I think you have a right to sort of want them to spend that well and know what to do with it and not just go blow it. Um, and I come back to, in a lot of these conversations we've had on this podcast, you guys are just like, they're adults. They can do it. Well, they can also just not give them the money. But if you're going to give them the money. Well, don't do it. But if you, and so it's worse to want to have a conversation about how they're going to spend it than just not to give it to them at all. I don't think, I mean, it could be an uncomfortable conversation. It could be a bad job raising them. Well, if you, if you, I don't think it's all on the parents for how a person like an adult child, you know, and there, you know, there is like the, the day they turn 18, they're an adult, but like, I don't feel like it's all a parent's responsibility for how their kids are with money. Like you certainly influence and like lead by, um, how you are handling your money, but you know, kids make their own decisions in terms like I have three kids and they all approach money in different ways. And they've had, you know, we've been in different points financially raising our children, but we're the same people and we've got a great saver and we've got a great spender. And then we've got somebody who's like kind of in between. And so I don't think it's fair to say that like the parents didn't do must be the problem. But well, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. My kid's not 18 yet. So I, my, like, I don't have like adult children. So, you know, I think certainly things don't go the way that you hope they would. But to me, this sounds like using money to try to control somebody. Like mm-hmm. if you, if you have such strict requirements for you want to pass down wealth and you want it to be used for this and you want the kids to do this with it, like that's to me, someday my kids are going to get money and what they do with it is what they do with it. You know, I'm going to try to to guide them the best way I can, but if I'm giving them money with stipulations and all the stuff and you need to use it to grow the family wealth and all this stuff, like then I might as well just donate it to charity or do what I want to do with it instead of like placing some kind of burden on them, you know, or, or expectation of what they should have. It's my choice to give to them, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, like, I, want, you know, the unknowns here are how much are they giving them? Because that does matter a little. No, when that matters a lot. Yeah. And they're giving them a gift now. I'm guessing this isn't like their inheritance. You know, they're just, they just have the ability to give them some money. So right. that's different than how much you leave them in a, you know, a trust or, you know, in, in your will. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, you know, there's a lot of stuff we don't know about this. What if this is a hundred dollars? What if they're doing a hundred dollars <laughs> to make these people go sit down with like financial advisor? <laughs> yeah, that's but even like ten thousand dollars, like I feel like that would be a little too much for for a number like that when you're just wanting to gift someone something. But let's imagine that again that someone has accumulated fifty million dollars mm-hmm. and they have three kids and they want to begin to give them that money. I think you can absolutely say if I'm going to give you millions of dollars, like I want you to be equipped to handle it well. And of course, you should have you want to do that as they grow up. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I think even doing things like putting it in a trust or directing how it can be spent. It's from the parent standpoint, that's their prerogative. Um, and I don't know, I think it could be used in a controlling way, but I don't think it has to, I don't think it's the only thing that that could mean. Um, I like the idea of putting it in a trust, especially if they have kids and it could be something like kind of like you're almost like skipping a generation in terms of how that money is doled out and gifted and you know like parents can't touch it kid can touch it once they're this age you know some stipulations on it in terms of you know can or can't be used for a college education you know I, I don't know I think that is reasonable um, 
I also th- wonder about like, so what if it was, say that, say the parents have, you know, $50,000 that they're willing to like gift their child and they want to either do it in a lump sum or like they, they would be like, well, I can help you with some stuff. Like you've accumulated some debt. I can help you like pay off the debt. Do you think it would be better or worse to say like, I can help you pay off some debt or just like give them money? Yeah, I or think does that's it matter? The question. That's the question I'd put to Bobby is like, let's imagine it is some number like 50 or a hundred thousand dollars. And what the parent, the parent doesn't have to give them a gift at all, mm-hmm. but they want to give them a gift. And if, if their reason is, you know, they have a little bit of debt and I want them to be able to like set a little bit of foundation for their future, put some money down on, on their mortgage or, you know, pay off their car or whatever. Like that's the intention of the gift. That is a good intention and it's a fine intention and it's the prerogative of the parent to give it with that intention. So in that case, to put rules or boundaries, like I'm giving you this gift, not so that you can go blow it on a vacation. That's not, I'm not giving you the gift if you're going to go blow it on a vacation. I'm giving it to you so that you can have, you know, pay off this debt and and have some financial stability and whatever. Do you think that's I still wouldn't put wrong or manipulative? I think, I think it, it is still controlling. If, what I would do if I wanted to pay off their debt, I would say, Hey, I would like to pay off your debt. Like let's, that's what I'm doing. I wouldn't say here's $50,000. You need to make the right choices with it and do X, Y, Z thing, or I'm not giving you the money. Like if I want to pay off their debt, I'll pay off their debt without stipulations. I feel like though, I mean, I, I, I you know, that, that is an interesting approach, but I feel like the type, you know, there are some people who incur a lot of debt because they don't actually make enough money to cover their living expenses. But there are also people who have a lot of debt because they are just not good with money. They could make a six-figure salary and will always have a lot of debt. They'll find a way to spend more than they have. And so it's like you're paying off their debt, but they could just as easily go back into debt and you're almost like feeding the issue, you know? Well, if, yeah, if my kid wasn't, if my kid was clearly terrible with money, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be doing this stuff for them though. Cause I don't think that this is helpful to them. I think it actually is, is enabling them to continue yeah. to do what they're doing. Like, I think sometimes people just need to learn on their own and have really like tough times. But if I'm really feeling like generous and I'm like, you know what? I want to do this for them. I'm not, putting any stipulations on it. I'm just going to do it mm-hmm. in the most direct way possible. That doesn't require them jumping through hoops to make me happy or make me feel like they did the right thing with the money. That's just the way that I feel about it. But I mean, I get like wanting to put some boundaries around it. Like I think a trust is a good idea. You know, if we're talking about like money, money, like I think that's a good idea because you're talking about some serious wealth. And if, especially if you're trying to like really do something for your grandkids and you just don't want it to get messed up, like I can, yeah. that makes sense. But gifting people money and then have uh, tying things to it and being like, you know, you've got to do X, Y, Z thing to make me happy. So I'll give you this money. This feels weird to me. Well, and your kid could just go to that like one workshop and like zone out the entire time and be like, I did it. Here's my certificate of completion. And then give me the cash. And like, you know, that's uh, to me, it's just, just, I'd rather have a conversation with my kid. Like, Hey, I want to give you this money. I'd really like to talk to you about some things I'm concerned about though. Can we talk about this? Like to me, it's like, I'm not outsourcing that to somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, to, and making them go through some uncomfortable, weird thing so that I feel like, Oh, you fulfilled whatever need I have to kind of control you past your 18th birthday. <laughs> like I don't, I do kind of like that approach me. though, of just like, let's have a conversation. Like I care about you. I want to help you. I want to do something for you. Like, and I worked hard to 
make this money too. So like as the person who's earned the money, like you want to see it, you don't want to see it squandered and just have like an open, honest conversation with your child. I hate when gifts are tied to things though, like when there are strings attached to gifts. And I think that that is that my knee jerk reaction with this question is just that like, I hate when somebody's like, here's a gift, but you also have to do this. (laughs) I don't think it's a gift. I don't think it's like a true gift in that way. Like I think you can be generous. It's like, you're either trying to be generous or you're trying to, to make yourself feel better about something that you're uncomfortable with or that you're concerned about Mm -hmm. via giving somebody something and kind of having them do what you're, what you want them to do. I don't know. It's just a weird thing to me. One year for Christmas, my dad got us all kayaks, like showed up to our house Christmas morning with five brand new kayaks. And we were like, this is awesome. But we didn't have a way to transport kayaks. And also (laughs) they didn't, right. And they didn't have paddles. So we had to go out and buy paddles and then like find a way to transport kayaks. And like, that's not gifting somebody a hundred thousand dollars, but it is still like a, we weren't in the market for a trailer or kayak paddles. (laughs) And now we are. And then it became like a, every couple weekends, like, have you used them yet? Like, Oh no. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's tough. a hard thing. You just got to like, if you give someone something, you have to let it go out into the world and let it That's be. That's another conversation, I think. Mm-hmm. Because like, I've wanted to just give stuff to people. like, But I think it's like, I think you have to, if you want it to go the way that you want it to go, I think you've got to ask them like, hey, I would like to get you kayaks. How do you feel about that? And then the answer <laughs> is, we don't need five kayaks. Oh, okay. Let me think of something else. Then. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just feel like if people talked more often, they would be it would mm-hmm. solve a lot of these kind of weird things. Oh, it just seems weird. We do use the kayaks a lot though. So, it <laughs> well, so, like it's, yeah, so it's, <laughs> but at the time it was like, what the hell are we going to do with these things? All right. So w- restate the questionable decision. Okay. And let's see what we think about it. All right. We are in a position to gift to our adult children, all married and for now employed. There's something about that. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who is this there. person? <laughs> it's We've not one the same... they're worried about. <laughs> right. This feels passive-aggressive. <laughs> I think all of these Dear Penny questions feel passive-aggressive. They, they really do. They have. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very interesting. Okay, so this is uh, adult children all married, for now all employed. They're all well-educated, but one of them is reckless with money and debt management. We've spoken to them about financial workshops in general. Is there any way, in your opinion, to gift with the understanding that attending at least an online workshop or meeting with a planner is tied to this gift? So the question is basically, these parents are in a position to gift money to their child, to their children, and one of them is not great with money, would it be appropriate to require them to attend some kind of money management training before receiving this gift? I, I think, think it's, it's questionable, questionable because I think that it it's really not your business what your kids do with the gift that you give them, whether it's money or not. Also, it could hurt your relationship with your kids. I just at least think yes. about it. All those things plus you're just outsourcing something that if you're so concerned about it and if you're so good with money, like then you should be talking to the the kids about it. Like if that, you know what I mean? Instead of being like, Mm -hmm. you're going to go to an online workshop. That's going to see Dave Ramsey. That's (laughs) going to totally fix them. Yeah. That's even better than an online. Like what is an online workshop? Like a 30 minute workshop on how Mm -hmm. to handle your finances. I mean, actually if, 
if you made them watch something for Dave, from Dave Ramsey, that might actually not be a as bad of a thing. Yeah, f- to the particulars of this questionable decision, I do think it's a questionable decision. Um, however, that's just because they're trying to get them to go to an online <laughs> video <laughs> workshop. Um, I don't think it's necessarily bad to have some kind of stipulations or, you mm-hmm. know some kind of context for, Hey, we'd like, you know, you to not blow it. I, I, I don't think that I, and I think it should happen through conversation for sure. They're your kids, they're humans. You can talk to them. So I agree with mm. that, but I don't take quite as much of a, you know, you can never have any other conversation. You can just have to hand them money. I think you can hand them money and say, here's our hope. And maybe you say, here's what we hope you do with it. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to take, we're not going to check back in and have you like, write write down what you spent it on, but <laughs> bring um, us a journal for every week yeah. that you've done this. I do. You know, I, yeah, I think that there could be cases where if they are extremely reckless and have lots of debt, if you hand them $50,000, they should probably go like take care of their debt. That'd be the smartest, best thing for their life, not to go acquire more, more mm-hmm. things or debt. What do you, what if they don't do, what if you hand them $50,000 and you put them through all the stipulations and then they still don't do what you wanted them to do? Does yeah, that I think hurt you, your relationship with the, the child? Like it seems like instead of just either directly taking care of it or not gifting them the money in the first place or gifting without expectation, like you're just setting yourself up for mm-hmm. disappointment and possibly hurting the relationship with your child that might rebel against you. Cause they're like, Oh, they're trying to control me. I'm going to do exactly well, what they don't want. Yeah. Oh, there's all these things. The, uh, yeah. I think many of those things could happen. I don't think it takes away from the fact that, you know, it's your gift to give. I mean, maybe what you should do is give all three of your, I don't know how, have, how many kids they have, but give all the kids a smaller amount of money and just let it loose and see what they I do think, with it. And then I think they should give, give any each more kid, they, <laughs> each, it, give each kid the money and then disown the one that doesn't do what you want. Or develop like a contest where they like win, like, you know, like put them through like a weekend of whoever does the best with the money. Yeah. Squid games. Let's do that. I think That's you should. That's our suggestion. Yeah. You should have, you should put your kids against each other in this weird. Or make them do a talent <laughs> show, you know, or like. Whoever, whoever gets to the end gets the inheritance, you know? Yeah. Whoever writes the best Mother's Day or Father's Day card, you know, like just yeah. turn all the, the financial gifting into like a contest. Yeah. Yeah. I think one mistake people make is they think they have to give all their kids equally. No, you can have favorites. Mm-hmm. You can give some kids more money than others. I don't know if I told you guys about this, but it's it relates to this um, particular story. One one of our neighbors. So when we were our house was bought out by Costco to for this development, um, one of our neighbors. Are you allowed to had, talk about this out loud? Yeah. Did you sign an Can NDA? Costco sue you? I don't know if I signed an NDA. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's public record. I mean, you can see uh, who like you can okay. look up everything. He had a reverse mortgage. It was bought out, and then they also bought him a house to move into. And he was originally like, awesome. I'll be able to then when I, you know, pass away, this guy's in his mid seventies, I'll be able to like give this to my kids and everything. Um, they can sell it, do it, what they want with it. But six months after he moved into his new house, he took out another reverse mortgage on it. And we were like, Hey man, like you were so, you were set up like really well for everything. And he was like, you know, my kids are bad with money. I don't want to leave them anything. I'm just going to like <laughs> take this extra money out and go and live the life that I want. I'm like, no, that that's, actually, that's another I, option that these people could do. Like, just spend a lot of money on a lot of stuff that makes you happy. 
Maybe. I think there's some validity to some of that. Well, some I actually validity no, to some I, of it. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I do think that people die with often, like people that have money, they die with too much of it. Like they give too much of it away mm-hmm. instead of like they sacrifice things. When you get to a, like when sir, I've just talked to people that are at a certain point where they're going to leave their kids plenty of money, like, but then they still don't treat themselves themselves. while they're alive. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't make any sense to me. I think you gotta, yeah. If you if you are able to, you should give yourself the life that you want. Yeah. All right, Bobby, send us out. Couple weeks. Oh man, I haven't done that in a long time. You don't even need to look it up. Just you know, just just do it from your heart. Thanks for listening. Questionable decisions. We have a phone number in the show notes. Okay. All right. I'm about to not do it, and I'm about to have somebody else do it. (laughs) We have a phone number. Check it out. Text it with your questionable decision, and that's it for this week. We'll be back at some other point. It's beautiful. That was good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>